tell you this. The older you do get, the more rules are gonna try to get you to follow. <laughs> you just gotta keep living, man. L-I-V-I-N. <laughs> hello, hello, and welcome to the In My Basement podcast, episode four, I believe. Yes, episode four, with your host, Tori Stockford. So, with that said, I should get very more consistent with how often I post these podcasts. I've been just kind of over the wall, just whenever I want. But anyway, uh, since I last posted the podcast, it's been, what the hell is that? By my computer, damn it. Okay, anyway, since I last posted, it's been roughly a week or so, probably a week or two, almost. Uh, Not too much has happened in that time frame, but at the same time, Oh, I shouldn't really say that. Not a lot has happened, but a lot of stuff th- that like emotionally gone through my brain has happened. That That's kind of the best way to explain it. And the way I can perceive that is, since I last did it, uh, before, before I left, I did the Spartan Races out in Montana, the Founders Edition, the Spartan Beast, and the Sprint. They were back-to-back races. And that's taking a toll on me, and... I think after this last one, I would like to still do them, but at the same time, I don't think I'll be able to. So it's one of those things. I'll have to just see it out till next year and see what happens. So, but that aside, that race, those races were really good fun. But I wish I, my training for that, I should say, the cardio side of it has really slacked. <laughs> So I gotta bring that back up. So, so yeah, I got one more race. I got another race next weekend and all that fun stuff. So, I gotta bring my cardio back up. Sadly. So, enough about that though. All right. Uh, on my trip out to Montana, that's why I kind of want to started this discussion about. On the way out there, usually when people travel, like I'm a road tripper. I don't want to say professional, but like a semi amateur road tripper so like every time i go to montana i usually always take the interstate like how everyone else does we just take the interstates and we just bypass all the little small highways and everything like that so on this last one i decided let's take the mt200 it's 10 minutes slower and i'd never been on the road let's just see what it's like and funny thing on it was that i was like expecting 60 mile now 65 mile an hour speed limit and since it's just a two-lane road and i was just like yeah i'll get there when i get there i got all day to travel so but then when i got on i was like oh fuck yeah or not not fuck yeah but essentially yeah i was just like hell yeah it's 70 miles an hour yes and started going on it and i just had to laugh because through that i kind of forgot and realized partial partial way through the trip was there AT&T, my phone carry, does not have any cell coverage there on that stretch of highway, which is pretty much the length of almost any state. So it's almost I went through an entire state of no cell signal, which one was kind of a burden, but at second, it was amazing because it just allowed me to view a lot more stuff. Plus, I guess Sirius XM radio, so I can just view that. I can watch that as much as I want. Or not watch, but listen. Watch. How can you watch radio? Unless you took acid, probably. Then you can see the radio waves. 
But anyway. <laughs> so yeah, I was starting to travel and I was like, I pull out my phone, I'm like, oh fuck. I was like, all right, just put on the GPS and it'll be fine. Click and just put my phone up all the time. I start realizing. Then that's when I realized, wait a minute, I don't got cell signal out there here. So I was like, how accurate is this map going to be? I was like, crap. So so then I just shot off my phone. I was like, my phone was at 30% like instantly because GPS destroys my phone. And I was just, okay, how can I like still dictate? I was like, I'll just follow the signs. They'll have signs just how I usually, how I used to be. So I was like, I'll just follow the signs. I hope to God I find where I'm going. And I said, I just did that. And it was the easy part because I was just on a super long stretch of highway. So you just stay on that as you go. And that's pretty much it. And like probably 10 minutes after, I was like, wait a minute. I got a road map in my car. I bet, I swear that has Montana on it. Because I knew I picked it up like four years ago for Wyoming. Because I was 100% sure on Wyoming yet. So, but yeah, I pull out the map. I was like, yes, it's a Montana. So I just pull out, I pulled the map and I put the map up on my wheel. And I sat there, started navigating with that through most of the trip. And taking M200 does not really require a map. But it's a nice addition to have on. So it's... It's one of those things like it's a necessity, but it's a comfort item in a sense, just to make sh- just to make yourself feel happy that you're going the correct direction. But while I was going through it, I just kind of had to laugh when I just kept looking at the map. I'm like, how many kids actually know about these maps? Like, if GPS actually went out, how many like how many kids like will go for a road map? Another thing I kind of thought about was thought about was like the Walking Dead. Well, like, I really have not watched The Walking Dead at all. But I don't know if they actually have road maps with them. So, I was like, maybe that's one thing to actually go grab during a zombie apocalypse. Don't grab your phone. Go grab, uh, like, obviously you go loot the store. But loot, like, the road maps that you can, that dictates the U.S. And I'm talking about, like, the big books. Like, the big books are nice. But if you can get, like, the small, like, of the single state, those have a lot more detail on it. And that would be perfect because then you will, that and a compass, those two things. So pretty much raid an REI during a zombie apocalypse. You'll have everything you need to a, to a extent. You'll just still have to get food. But wait, REI will have books on camping and foraging. So yeah, in a sense, REI would be like the best zombie apocalypse story you can actually think of. You don't have to go for guns or whatever. Like if you go north, it's pretty much... Like North Dakota to like, uh, Manit like West Manitoba, in West Alberta or not West, Westest Mountains, East Alberta. That's just all flat land. You can see zombies for miles. <laughs> so like you can stand on top of a hill and just be like, oh, there's a sh- there's a zombie over there. Well, let's go over here, or something like that. So. So yeah, on a flat plane, on planes, it's boring as hell. But during a zombie apocalypse, it's amazing. It's not like it's not like Georgia where there's a shit ton of trees and you can't see where a zombie's at. Out there, you can see a zombie for miles, and you can just watch him like walk towards you, and you'd be like, "All right, I'm just gonna save my gas until that zombie gets here. Then I'm just gonna run his ass over." So during a zombie apocalypse, then assuming from that, most most of the survivors would be like farm farms folk farm folks i should say yeah probably 
be the easiest. Then we can just go burn them in the landfill or something. I don't know. <laughs> however, however you dispose of them properly, I don't. I am not 100% sure about that. All I know, you do is help. You do a headshot and double tap. All the, always, never assume a single shot works. So, but yeah, when I was taking the M2, back to the M200. When I was traveling down it, uh, you, like, the, where I got on it from the interstate was Glendive, Montana, which is way eastern portion of the state. And when you start going on it, I was like, okay, this is just kind of a regular farm country, just rolling prairie and everything. Then after a while, after you pass circling, get on it going west finally, not going northwest, just finally going west. I just started looking down, I'm like, God, this is a nice road. I was like, like, it's not the smoothest road, but I was like, it's just peaceful. Like, there's not, there's like almost no cars on it. If you pass one, they wait. You wave at them, they wave back, it's cur- courtesy. And you just start going, and you just start looking around, like, it's just rolling prairie everywhere. And you're just like, this is actually kind of relaxing. I never thought of rolling prairie be actually this relaxing. Just be able to see it for miles, and that's why I started coming through the thoughts of, like, if there was a zombie apocalypse, this would be, like, the best area because you have plenty of land to grow your food. And you can see, you can see, like, four or five zombies or how how many ever go in a herd or whatever by the time they get to you you'll be so self-aware of it you'll be like yeah let's just go take them out it won't be like the farm place and plus if you have a kid that keeps wandering off into zombies just let him go <laughs> if they if they're asking if they keep running into zombies i think they're pretty much asking for it so so yeah uh anyway uh, also going down the M200 after the rolling prairies you hit a little of like the Badlands landscape which was really cool and then they turn into like rolling prairie again and you just kind of just start going out and was well to me it was fun was when you M200 has a lot of up and down uh, hills so but the blind hills so like when you go over you like waiting for like antelope or like an elk or a moose possibly because they do have prey moose a moose deer uh yeah moose deer elk um uh, maybe a bobcat a lion a mountain lion whatever you're wait you're expecting wildlife or a pronghorn you're waiting for wildlife on the other side of the hill so you're like oh shit oh shit, oh, shit. And then clearly you're like thank god thank god there's no wildlife yet because you know like, obviously out there, it's so remote that it's like, shit, if I get into a car accident, I'm kind of screwed right now. <laughs> Gotta wait till former Joe comes down the road with his pickup and can hop in the back of the truck bed and take us to the nearest town to make a phone call. <laughs> so, but yeah, it was really fun just going through that. Then, then once you get closer to the Rocky Mountains, like, the M200 takes you through Lewistown, which was an interesting town, like, I still gotta look up what they're actually known for. Bluestown, like, they had a steep, like, it's kind of like in a little valley, I wanna say. And you, when you get into town, you drop down, then you come, then you come right back up. And then you just go out from there. And what I've noticed there is that they're kind of like getting, like, a lot of, like, more store, like, not stores, but, like, more bit, 
uh, stores, but businesses, they're getting some more out there. So it's like the modernizing by a slow rate, but that's what every small town city is becoming. So, but yeah, it and one kick I had to get out of going through Lewistown was like maybe a mile outside of Lewistown. There's a sign that says, the got, there, there's got to be a McDonald's around here somewhere. And it said, there is uh, two ahead, like two miles ahead or something like that. And that just made me laugh. I was just like, I love that billboard because that just sums up a lot of people when they say McDonald's everywhere. There has to be a McDonald's around here somewhere. So after reading that sign, I was like, I'm going to McDonald's just because of that billboard. I know there's a subway right across the street, but I'm going to go to McDonald's because that just made me laugh. <laughs> so, but yeah, then from there, uh, you follow that pretty much all the way up to Great Falls, Montana. In Great Falls, Montana, first it was my first time ever going through there that I remember. And going through there, their main street is dope. Like, just straight up dope. Like, everything you want is on Main Street. So it was, like, perfect. So, if, like, if you're late night cruising, that's a street you hop on to cruise on. Because it has everything. It has the Shields, the Sonic, the Modern Taco Bell, McDonald's. Taco Time, Subway, Hardee's, God, uh, every has shields, uh, a lot of other department stores, pretty much everything. There's just so much for me to take out. I was just like, oh my God. And plus they they have a, like when you first enter town, there was quite a few um, fancy car dealerships. I was like, ooh. Well, not fancy, I should say. Like, they were, like, Nissans and all that, but they were, like, mo- built, like, pretty recent. So, like, they're pretty modern. So, I was, like, they like their car dealership. So, I'm, like, I'll go with that. I was, like, all right. So, also, too, like, I did, not, I did not know this at first, but before I went, I looked up what Great Falls kind of was. And it's an Air Force Base town. Like, right outside the town, M200 takes you right past the Air Force Base. And that's a pretty legit base. So, it's pretty cool. Also, too, out round and 200 they have some nice missile silos and like you know it's kind of funny when i saw them like wow really they have a water feature outside the wall um missile silo just to make it look pretty i'm like i could dig it (laughs) so that kind of made me laugh i was like good on them like this thing can kill you but look at this pretty water feature it's like oh rocket taking off it's like happy feeling gone (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so but yeah then after Great Falls uh, that's when you start seeing like more of the mountains in a, more of the mountains like it's kind of hilly a little bit but not nothing too extreme then you start going then all of a sudden you start getting the plateaus and if you've been around Colorado Springs would that be the best place to categorize it it'd be like Colorado Springs with Golden Valley like what's there's a plateau outside Golden Valley or that's like yeah it's right by Golden Valley or it's in Golden Valley there's a plateau then uh, there's a like when you're going down from Denver to Colorado Springs down I-25 there's like a point in the highway where you see the mountains and then you see the Red Rocks I don't know what they're actually called. I should actually look up the rock type. But you see the rocks projecting out towards it. 
but it's like more desert landscape obviously that's what like west of great great falls kind of but that's a that's a term i kind of want to say like really relative it's very it's kind of scarce here and there but like at some points it reminded me of that but the major difference is covered in forest (laughs) forest green like the sides were like green pasture then rock underneath it so like it was like a timberland kind of version of that landscape and i liked it but the thing was like down colorado springs you would see city up there just prairie like mountains prairie mountains prairie that's it trees grass that's it like you maybe saw a house but then you looked like two miles down there'd be another house like there was nobody (laughs) so that was like the interesting part that was like a very nice part like i was like oh it's like i like this landscape over here i could build a house like right here that'd be a perfect view then I said that then, but then I started getting further down the road. And then we came up to uh, on M two hundred. Once you start entering the mountain range, you get to Roger Pass, and right outside Roger Pass, there's the not the little not the little Blackfoot River, or the Blackfoot River that flows flows that flows by the Roger Pass, and right outside of the Roger Pass to the east. So it'd be to the east, but looking west. The view of that with how the mountains kind of overlap each other was just beautiful. If I could sit there at sunset, that would be amazing. Like that view would be awesome. It kind of overlooks it. There's no town even close to you, but that would be an awesome view. It'd probably take like an hour to get to Great Falls again, but that's pretty much it. But it was an awesome view. I loved it. Then go through Roger Pass, and obviously, if you're into like some car driving, you go through the pass, and it's just amazing. You're just like, yes. So you start driving and everything like that. Then, but yeah, just took that. Then it was funny. Right when I got to that pass, I was just starting to think of the race and everything like that. I was just like, okay, I don't know what kind of sparked it but i was just like i was just thinking like photos taken during because my mom wanted photos for the race or from the race and i was just thinking like okay i'll be wearing this this also i was like also i said i'm like holy crap i just forgot my camel back so i was just like freaking i kind of freaked out there for like a minute just like and just punishing myself just saying how stupid are you for forgetting your camelback that's like the num- that's like next to your shoes is like the most important thing you need so it's just like oh my god so thank god n200 takes you by missoula because in missoula they got an rei so first thing i did in missoula was go straight to rei grab my camelback and grab what i needed i was just like ah oh, god Damn it, out of all the things to forget, the mo- one of the most important things. So I was like, shit. And then, so I got there, and when I got there, my sister texts my sister texts me, she lives north of Missoula, and she's like, hey, go see, go see uh, our aunt. And I was like, oh, okay, guess she has time to talk with me. So, so obviously talked with her, got, got caught up with her, which was nice and awesome to do. And I started going north towards my 
towards my sis- sister's place, and I was like, "Oh shit!" I like uh, prior to prior to this trip, I w- was building a nightstand for her, and I was like, "Okay, I got I'm gonna bring this out when I go out there," and sure shit, <laughs> totally spaced it out and remembered it just like miles from our house from our apartment, and I was like. Oh my god, this is going to be a terrible weekend. <laughs> I forgot all this. I was like, what else did I forget? I'm super pissed off about this. Oh, and also, like, at the beginning of the trip, my phone charger died on me. So, I didn't have a phone charger. So, as I went along, I kind of just picked up pieces here and there for my phone charger. And that that did make me laugh. But I was like, eh, pff, whatever. It's a phone charger. I'm not using it because I'm using an actual road map. So... So yeah, finally did that, did the races, that was awesome. On the way back, just took Interstate 90, just cause, way easier. Then we, then this last week, this last week has actually been really interesting with, like, not like work-wise, but like emotional and just thought process-wise for me was, and like this week I've kind of focused on how, current I don't want to say modern but current feminism uh, arguments have been and obviously that's just like a hot topic out there but the one thing I've just noticed that it just annoys me from both sides from the feminists to the men's rights back and forth and everything like that is that I'm like I'm personally that guy will take a deep breath to take a deep breath and then just listen. I won't, I will not um, interrupt or anything like that. I'll start raising my questions as I think about it. Then I'll ask them in a nice calm manner on like, I thought this was done, this, this, stuff like that. And I'll just go about it and simple as that. And just a lot of these arguments I've just seen online that you just fall into the rabbit hole of like, oh, click this. Let's watch it. Then you just get more annoyed. You click click a next video and you get more annoyed. Just keep watching and watching. All of a you just get really annoyed where you just get to the point where you're just like, shut the hell up. It's like, okay, you're arguing about this. You're arguing about that. This is already settled here and there. And it's just something like that. Then it just, then people get mad at you and it just turns to a big mess. So that hasn't happened to me. That's just me like thinking in my head when I listen to these videos like, I almost have to take out my headphones just like I'm just going to walk out of this room because I'm tired of listening to these people because they don't want a solution. They just want an argument. But that's my personal perception of the entire argument. It's just they just want to argue. That's all they want. They just don't want the high school debate team to end. They just want to do it all the time. So I was just like, I'll just leave it at that. So, but yeah, just a lot. But just my personal thoughts on the current feminism movement or something like that is uh and this is my opinions and they can change as time changes like my thoughts will change have changed from the past and they will change in the future they will change but currently i'll just hit on a few points like right now the pay gap i I, where i come from pay gap doesn't seem like doesn't seem there like the people arguing like women make 70 cents on the dollar the people 
the women, the men, whoever don't get paid as much that I come across are usually the ones who don't want to work as much or if they do work a lot, they try always trying to find people to take their shifts for them or, and are always the ones asking to leave early. Those are the people in around my community that I live in. If you don't work much, you you just start turning to the people like, oh, they're always out to get me. They're out to get me. It's like, and, you wa- and then you listen to them at work. Then you actually see them at work and how they how they behave. And you're like, they're not out to get you. You just don't like working there. Something like that. And then they complain why they can't find jobs, stuff like that. So it's just like the people who complain are the ones that go who have like four thir- who have like tw- not th- forty three. Like twenty job descriptions to their name of or a job history to their name, and usually it always ends up like, like cannot deal with management, can't deal with management, or something like that. Other employees, stuff like that. It's like they see them how they are in their personal life, and they just love drama. But a lot, like obviously, you don't carry drama to work. If you bring it to work, you just are asking to get fired again. So. But that's my personal thought on it, and that's obviously willing to change. So, into with the pay gap, it's kind of hard to argue. Like, I don't know if the, the statistics are how they are, but how they how they have said in videos on what they do is take all the women, then take all the men, and average it out. That is very true. Like, or not very true. Why am I even saying that? But the, th- but the thing I just kind of don't get is when you mix everyone together, then just try splitting it that way. That's real to me. That's tough to do because don't get me wrong. On there are high paying women, there are high paying men, there are low paying men, there are low paying women. There's different job, there's different job descriptions and everything like that. But I can see a janitor, male janitor. Getting paid a dollar more, dollar or two more an hour than a front desk clerk, like a woman front desk clerk. I can see that, but like you can kind of justify why the janitor gets paid more than the woman. Because who wants to go unclog that really, who wants to go unclog that bat- toilet? Who wants to spend like eight hours into the night to clean stuff like that and they might do stuff during the day so that's like their second job so it's just something like that and plus sometimes like men take on two jobs to supply the family or something like that i don't know something like that i should really shouldn't say i don't know but it but that's really not my discussion that kind of has been weighing on me. Like today, that kind of started really annoying me when I started hearing it because when I hear people like start arguing, they just go back and forth. Like they just in- immediately, uh, immediately interrupt when they should actually just take a deep breath, listen to the full conversation, and be like, okay, that's wrong. But don't say it out loud. Like just keep your mouth shut. Just let them listen and be like, okay, I think you're wrong, and this is why. And everything like that, but I'm one of those people that can that will see it from both sides. I can start like I can pull myself out a third, in, or not pull myself out, but pull myself into third person and view it from both sides. So if like someone was talking with me, 
about feminism or something like like pay gap um how men are evil stuff like that yeah i can understand it i like i know a lot of guys who are evil bastards like i'm an asshole like here and there or probably even more than i probably even think but uh women can be exactly the same like men are assholes women are cunts almost yeah or women are pussies. Then we get into a South Park discussion. <laughs> like they're dicks, pussies, and assholes. So if you want, to f- if you want to hear that discussion of the South Park of dick, pussies, and assholes, look online. And then you start seeing that, and you just start laughing. You're like, that makes a lot of s- that. Like to me, it makes sense. To some other people, they may find it offensive, but to me, it makes sense. So, and also to PC goes along with all that. And then I started started going down the line of how PC can you get? Then I started realizing you like to be hundred percent PC. It gets so absurd. You might as well not talk to anybody at that point. <laughs> like no matter what, when people say, "Oh, we have to be more PC," if we become PC, we might as well get rid of Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, everything. Like. Just destroy the internet, don't have space program, everyone grows their own food, and we have we just live apart. That's at that point, that's when you get like out that's when you become hundred percent PC. When you don't see anyone else. Like that's almost to me that's like what I see. But that's my personal point of view, and that can change. But when I but when I like look at it in my current state of knowledge, that's how I perceive it. At perceive it, uh, it as is that like if you start going down the line of saying like, oh, you gotta say like this, say like this, say like this, do that, do this and that. It's like I might as well not even talk. It's like I might as well just get out of here if I can't say any of these words. If I have to be censored this much, so it's just like. We might as well not talk to anybody at that point. You might as well just go dig a hole. Like, yeah, just go, like, not dig a hole, but, like, build your own tiny house, put it on, like, 40 acres of land, build up build up a Trump, Donald Trump wall. And I mean, like, a great wall, because, you know, if you put your mind to it, you can build some great walls. <laughs> so you build that, and you don't let anyone come inside. And you just isolate yourself from the world. You have solar panels, rain collection water, and you grow your own plants. You have you have like you have like two, th- maybe four cows, stuff like that. And that's pretty much it. Like that's to me. Like if you want to be hundred percent PC, like like do right for the world. That's the best you can do. That and not procreate. In a sense, so, but that's that was on my mind this entire week. I'm just like, it just comes to me. It comes to a point where being PC and like, not not everyone's gonna get police. Everyone like to me right like overall right now to me it seems everyone wants to be equal, but everyone wants to pick and choose how they want to be equal, and they always want a victim. And that's how that's how I perceive it as everyone wants a victim. Everyone wants to blame someone as the 
in actually let me rephrase that nobody wants to pick a victim everyone wants to be everyone wants to pick the bully and everything like that and obviously right now that's men men in general they want to pick that then the subcategories that is white men <laughs> that becomes the most evil and diabolical people but everyone wants to pick them and just say they're the victim and they should get special privilege because like victim privilege Actually, that seems kind of to me that seems a little accurate like there's the oh there's the white man privilege oh the victim privilege that seems about that to me that seems a, like kind of an accurate term in a sense being a vic getting the victim privilege of like oh I'm a victim so I should get this like uh, if I start talking about it then I can just get into more trouble <laughs> so but if you hear victim privilege and if you kind of have the same mindset I do, you could probably get the gist of what I'm about to go into of like, like who, like the people who would pick and choose like, oh, like I'm a victim. I want this, this, and this, and this, like everyone wants that build a bear workshop in a sense, just like, oh, I want this. I want this. I want this. I don't want any of that, that, or that, or this, but I want this and this, but not that, but this. It's like, oh, I like a little bit of this, but not too much. If I get too much, I'm going to blame you. So, but that doesn't work in the real world. So, and just, I uh, was I was watching the uh, UMass, uh, UMass speak with uh, Stephen, Crow uh, Stephen Crowder, uh, Christy Hall, I think her last name's Holland or Hallman or something like that. The, the other guy is the... Milo, I can't remember his last name. He's the British gay. He's the British gay guy who's supportive of Trump, <laughs> which is a, a hilarious com conversation uh, combination of a person. So, but yeah, I was just listening to that and just how instantly they just started like bickering. And I'm just like, okay, like most of them, I'm just like, can you just be quiet for like a second and just listen, then discuss about it. So, cause just from that, I just like her, they just want to say stuff, but they don't want an answer. Like they just don't want an answer. And they're like, well, I know the answer. It's like, well, then don't ask the question. Like, that's how I look at it. It's like, if you know the answer to it and refuse to hear a, another point of view, don't ask that question. Like if you know what that person's point of view is, don't ask it. And if you, but if you're asking a question, be like, be courteous and be like, even if you know they're wrong, like be courteous and try to persuade their mind in a calm manner, not in a violent, like, I want to take a baseball bat to you until you accept this. Like, to me, that's what it seems like. It's just like, and when they say like, it's a hate speech, it's like, how's it a hate speech? And it's like, well, I don't know, but it's just a hate speech. And it's just like. Uh, oh my god <laughs> it's like don't it's like i like i used to yell i well i ha wasn't like one like a feminist or anything like that but it's like i used to just yell out stupid stuff here and there but i didn't know what any of that means but now like i i'm smarter like if you go back to me back in high school or hell even early college then high school I used to kind of just be like that. Like, I used to just say stuff. Now, I just say it as a joke. 
I just look at him like, huh, it's, it's like this. And people go look at me weird. And I'm like, it's just a joke. I'm like, I didn't mean anything by it. But they understand, like, I do, th- I can think like a lot of other people. Because how I can pull myself in the third, third person and view from both angles. And I think that's a lot of perceptions a lot of people kind of don't look at a lot of the world. And, like, a lot of people people are trying to, like, listen to through podcasts or, like, YouTube videos and just kind of, like, mentors in a sense. How, like, a lot of those people are capable of pulling themselves into third person and viewing, like, both sides of the argument. Like, okay, like, this is how I look at it. Now let's see it from their point of view. And I think that's where a lot of people possibly might have, like, lost the concept concept of it it's understanding it's like okay i understand why you think it's like why it's like this but here's my justification why this is wrong like at to this degree it's like explain it to them and then if like they refuse and it's like well if you read this this and this something like that like if you have a little research behind it then and if that person refuses to understand it then be like, okay, well, then that's your opinion. But if you ever want to see it, look here and here and here. And it's like, then you might get your answer and might change your mind or make you rethink something and not argue it to a certain extent. So that might be helpful. So, I, but that's just me saying that and just putting it out there. So, but yeah, uh, so that's been through my head that most of this, most of this week today kind of took it overboard and, I've been kind of just like a little annoyed by it, but annoyed by it in my own way. It's just like how it's like, it's like, I know I used to kind of be ignorant or not used to be not a little ignorant, but quite a bit ignorant. But now since like not through drugs or anything, but my mind has been opening up to like more thoughts. And it's just like, just sit, listen and then respond in a calm manner. And if that person doesn't uh, agree with your thought on why it's wrong or anything like that, they're entitled to their opinion. But just let them know like how you think about it in a nice, ge- like kind of a gentle fashion in a sense. That and both would be on their merry way because you can be, you still can be friends, but think two opposite things like. Have you ever like sat down and looked at your friends list and be like, well, like not your friends list, but like your best friends, like, let's say you've got three best friends and you wrote down your interests, then you had your friends write down their interests and yeah, had your friends write down all their like interests and your interests and you look at it and you're like, on paper, we do not freaking like have the right chemistry, but in person, we are amazing. So there are people like, obviously there are people like that who on paper they don't match one freaking bit but out in the real world it's way better so and that's just kind of how it is so also too uh another thing i kind of noticed was and i bet some people have noticed this too and it's easy and the thing is that it's easy to generalize a lot of people in one sense so obviously we see that with islam right now like oh you believe this this but the thing is that like when 
uh, in that UMass, some people are like, well, I'm Muslim, but people think I do this and I don't believe this, stuff like that. And they're like, well, he was like this in the book. And then people argue about it. And the thing is that I think them, but this is my thought, and I'm not, I haven't done any research behind this, obviously, like, because I'm the greatest genius I can be without any research. But I think there's two type of Islams. There may be even more. But the ones that are currently fighting what, like, are currently fighting the hate speeches that, like, like uh, Trump did in early in his campaign and some people still do now, is those people are kind of a Western Muslim aspect. So, like, their, like their Muslim faith has, has a, like, evolved i'm doing quotations with evolve in a sense to like accommodate western uh uh, western culture and they hate it when they get categorized back to that it's like it's like if like if your grandparents were like just dickheads left and right and you're not a dickhead it's hard to like it sucks being like placed in that category like oh you're or yeah Let's say like your last like to me that seems like oh this like around here is like oh you're this type of person or this is your last name okay so you fall in this category of people it's like no it's like yeah I have the same last name but I'm completely different than the rest of my family like I'm a black sheep like I'm completely different and they can refuse that's that's my closest reputation 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 of like that kind of like culture obviously like I have come across Muslims and the only question I come across every time I see them is usually they're praying and my first instinct is like how the hell do you know which way it or like which way you're pointing and like is it north and I'm like do you have a compass in your pocket do you I'm like that's like my main question then like uh also, too, like, I know they did a story on The Daily Show way back about it, but the sheiks. And when I, like, when I see a turban, like, I may think Muslim instantly. But then the second thing, I just think, I'm like, how the heck do you wrap that so beautifully? I'm like, that's, a, that's pretty cool. So that's pretty much how I look at it. I don't, like, then maybe, like, a second or two after, I'm like, is he Muslim? Is he radical Islam? Like I start like I do profile, but I start doing the questions. Like, like I just will go up and like, are you this? Are you this? Are you this? Are you this? Like just a checklist that I have in my head. I'm like, okay, okay. Like obviously they could just be lying, but at the same time it's like it's like I don't just throw you into a category of like, oh, you have you're wearing this, you must be instantly a killer, something like that. So. It's like if you see a cow, it's like if you see a girl with the cow boots, uh, cowboy boots, or cowgirl boots, to be more PC. Uh, you're like thinking, oh, they must have grew up on a farm and they know how to ride horses, all that. Now, so you can go talk to them, like, oh, I live in Beverly Hills. I've never, I've never seen a horse, and I, I drive a BMW. It's like, then why the hell are you wearing cowboy boots? Oh, it's just for style. It's like. Oh my god. <laughs> it's like like the look can be deceiving, so 
And two, I think by now with all the safety features, like TSA-wise, like on planes, I think everyone's on edge. So it's like if you see them, you don't have to sit there and be like, oh, my God. Like, I bet 90% of the time they would be interesting uh, people to talk to, like how their life is, stuff like that. So, like I mentioned in the last podcast, just how you can sit next to somebody who has an amazing story but never get to know them. So, but also, do pl- planes are just freaking loud. But I've been on small commercial planes, not on big ones. So, maybe on the bigger ones, they're a lot more quieter. But that's just me talking or me thinking. So, until I actually go on a big plane, I won't know till then. So, but yeah, uh, what else? That's pretty much all that's. That's been pretty much on my mind this entire week. It's just, just how feminism and being PC kind of it does annoy me. But that's just because I like, I like it. Just sounds like me glorifying it that oh I can pull myself into third person and see both sides. But that's just kind of like the best explanation I can give. It's just like I can see it from both sides. Like I can understand why women want this, but it's like. When I first heard about it, I was like, or like when I first heard about like, it's been more in the news, I'm like, isn't like all that already taken care of? So to me, it just seems like they just like people who want to go into like gender studies and all that, like they don't want to lose the argument. They want to keep doing it. And I think I came up with it going to work or coming back from work. I was just like, why don't we just take all the laws out that all the feminists fought for and just reintroduce them and pass them and just make them all happy? It's like, oh, we want equal pay. It's like, we already got that law. Well, we still want equal pay. It's like, all right, take the law and just reintroduce it. Stuff like that. Or just have the news say like, oh, new bill passed of equal pay for women. And it's like, all right, but nothing actually happened. So, But then that actually kind of leaves into... The news can just say, oh, new gun law passed and just bring up, an, like, all semi-automatics can't be uh, sold. And that can bring up a uh, big uprising, but the law has never passed. So the news can't actually lie there, and that would cause a lot of uproar. So probably not, that probably will not be the best case scenario to do. <laughs> so, but, I don't know. It kind of seems, well, probably a lot of people have discussed it, but... It seems like a lot of people are fighting nowadays for stuff that's already there. They just want it, or not want it, but I don't know. Like to me, it seems like what they're fighting for right now is already like in place. It's just that the people who are like arguing on Twitter like twenty four hours a day are the people who should actually be at work, but they're not, and they're on welfare. So that's what it seems like to me. But again, I can be wrong and just talking shit out of my ass because I'm a man. So, yeah, I say that while with a ponytail and putting chapstick on <laughs> with a scented candle right next to me. I'm still a man. <laughs> anyway, so, but yeah, uh, what was it? And tonight, actually, tonight, my uh, one th- out of. Like being a little depressed, like all that PC feminism stuff like that, kind of got me down a little bit. But the thing that got me going was like on Netflix, I put on uh, Journey to the Center of the Earth because I just read the book and I just 
the movies from nineteen from the nineteen fifties. I just watched. Now it's just like, wow. I was like, these are really practical effects. I'm like, there's some like cut together like CG, in a sense, in quotation CG, but it's like pretty legit. I'm like, okay, I know that lizard. That's just a regular lizard with this on its back. I'm like, whoa. Stuff like that. I'm like, wow, that explosion was pretty intense. The actors actually had to sit in that. I was like, wow. So it's just stuff like that. I'm like, wow, that's actually real practical effects. I'm like, that's pretty cool. So that and they really manipulated the movie from the story. The story was completely different. So I was like, wow. So again, it's just one of those cases where, oh, the book was actually better. But in this case, uh, it's kind of back and forth you can go either or like to me it was you can watch the movie and get a sense of it was good but in the book like they didn't have any villains so when you get it you just be like oh okay whatever it's like but they kept the premise of it really good they added they did add a lot of characters just to because it's hollywood so they just had to add more so but then right after i watched the movie on uh i believe it was called chase chasing lamans and it was following the team Joda. And Joda is a sports team that obviously races in the endurance series of uh, over in Europe. And it was just talking about how how the journey to Le Mans was and where they placed and everything like that. And just watching that just made me like rekindle my like or my love for racing again. I was just like, oh my God. So I was just like, I want to go to one of these races again. I was like, I miss it. Then I looked online. I was like, oh, there's a race tomorrow night at the local dirt track. So tomorrow night, that's where I'm going to be sitting around with like a six pack of beer, just watching cars, driving circles with a lot of dust and oct- yeah, dust, octane, tires, squeal, uh, not tires, tires squealing, but cars sliding on dirt, seeing tires up in the air. So that's what I'm going to be at tomorrow night since my racing love for racing has been rekindled for the time being so anyway but that's all that's been for this podcast uh for episode four of this podcast so thanks for tuning in and we'll catch you next time